What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and paranormal lore. Welcome back, welcome back. Happy to be back. Hopefully you guys are doing excellent and taking care of yourself. So this is part two, man. We are getting it on. We actually have video, okay? I apologize. I had recorded so many videos before, and they just didn't pan out. So uh, Apple's photo booth, yeah, you suck, okay? You suck doesn't work half the time, and there's all kinds of complaints on the internet. Anyway, so, I'm going to use my freaking phone, and we're going to see how this works. Hopefully it works well. If it tips over, I apologize, I'll do my best. But anyway, I'm doing research on the computer right behind the scenes, so we're doing what we can. So, got the logo back up, we've got everybody back in the, in the hood, we got <coughs> Dead Kitty right here, we've got Zen Bigfoot right here, there he is, keeping us all in a meditative state. We've got the crazy alien dog, yes sir, and of course, as always, we've got Mr. Alien. He's got to make himself an appearance. We'll uh, we'll multicolorize him here today. And honestly, with my phone, look how nice the Lockdown Universe logo looks. That thing looks fantastic. So I'm pretty I'm pretty happy with that. And then we've got the uh, crazy alien baby. Okay, if you want to get a little bit of a closer look there. There you go. So, let me plug this in so we don't die out on the way in. And uh, guess what, guys? This is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. It's going to work out well. So, today, we've got an awesome story. I actually originally did this story in, and recorded it in video. And uh, I'm going to do it in uh, video again. Uh, and I had an under audio, but I didn't want to release under audio because there's so many good pictures um, of the ant people in in uh, Native American cave carvings and paintings, but I wanted to show them to you. And um, we're going to talk about the Hopi Indians, and the Hopi Indians uh, interacted with these these ant people. So the Hopi Indians lived in the high desert of northern Arizona for thousands of years. I mean, many people are pretty familiar with the Hopi. You know, we have the Mohawk Indians, Iroquois, Algonquin. Uh, Cherokee, you know, there's so many. But the Hopi are very well known in the Arizona desert. And um, it's, a, it's a pretty barren landscape. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty rough out there. Uh, so they had to build pueblos. And uh, it was a place where the Hopi gods directed them to build a number of villages made out of pueblos, which are like stone and clay modeled buildings. So, you know, there wasn't a lot of irrigation back then. So they were kind of left to their own devices, and one of the most intriguing Hopi legends involves the ant people, who were crucial to the Hopi's survival, not once but twice. Um, this article comes to us from ancientorigins.net, and it talks about how uh, the ant people uh, assisted them by keeping them, um, <laughs> keeping them out of out of issues, out of problems. Um, they state that the ant people saved them from a, a fire. It's the first world or the first world that they lived in, you know, whatever you want to call it, the first age, uh, was apparently destroyed by fire. The second was destroyed by ice, the Polish shift. And during the both of these global cataclysms, I guess you'd say, uh, they were guided by these uh, by an odd-shaped cloud, UFO, right? And uh, virtuous members of the Hopi tribe 
met with a sky god named Sotuk Nang, who finally took them to the ant people, and in Hopi, they're called Anusinam. The ant people then escorted the Hopi to subterranean caves where they found refuge and sustenance. Now, this is interesting because this is not the first species to actually talk about this. This is actually, uh, there's actually multiple species that assisted different tribes at different times. There were these three and a half foot, four foot tall blue people that we had done a podcast on before uh, that assisted people in, assisted Native Americans and brought them into caves and they always hid in caves and were underground. Now, isn't this interesting because Emory Smith has always talked about how there's been an underground survival, <coughs> surviving uh, species uh, made of lustrous bioecological lands that are totally survivable, totally livable, sustainable. And we've heard about Admiral Byrd's flight over the North Pole, right, where he saw into what we believe is Agartha, saw sun inside, saw livable, sustainable life, and a whole nother world inside the Earth. So, say what you want, but there's apparently many different species that live inside the planet. Now, if you think that we're making this up, think about all the species. I was just reading a book yesterday. All the species that do live in the ground. We have rabbits that dig holes. They live in underground tunnels. <coughs> we have got tons of billions of ants, billions of spiders, billions of things that you don't want to think about, and they all live under the ground. So isn't it possible that a larger species could have evolved over time underground in a different area? not just on the surface of the planet. And if there's another sun under there, well, guess what? Now we've got even more of a, of, of a um, you know, validation that something's in there. Uh, in the legend, the ant people uh, are portrayed as generous and industrious that gave the Hopi food when supplies ran short and teaching them the merits of food storage. In fact, another legend says that the reason why the ants have such, a, such thin waists is because they once deprived themselves of provisions in order to feed the Hopi. Now that's interesting, right? They're basically saying that the, that the ants sacrifice themselves, sacrifice their own food for these folks. So, pretty interesting. Uh, as we move further on, they state that the constellation Orion also has a thin waist and Orion dominates the winter skies and ants are deep in their small underground hills. So, Makes sense, right? During the winter time, you know, they're going to dig deeper and deeper and deeper. Each February, inside their kivas, which is an ant dwelling, the Hopi perform the bean sprout, bean sprouting ceremony or the bean dance called Paumu. During this time, the fires are continuously kept ablaze, turning these structures into superb hot houses. The ritual commemorates a time when the Anu Sanom taught the Hopi how to sprout beans inside the caverns in order to survive. This is legendary stuff, guys. This is stuff that's passed along generation after generation after generation, given to us by our ancestors. You know, that's the fascinating thing. Now we've reached this climax, this apex of this beautiful technological advance where we can record our ancestors giving their testimony on tape we can bring that to the next generation and pass it on via video where what can't be burned a lot, you know, burned 
you know, and, and never be passed down. You know, a lot of times different forces will come in, burn entire, you know, libraries of civilizations so that their information isn't passed down. This information will go to the cloud, it will be stored, it will be able to be given to our next generations and generations thereafter. One interesting note um, was that the Babylonian sky god was named Anu as well, and the Hopi word for ant is also Anu, and the Hopi word for uh, for friends is Naki. So therefore, the, the Hopi Anunnaki, or ant friends, may have been the same Sumerian Anunnaki, the beings who once came to earth from the heavens. Wow, that that is pretty cool. Let's take a look at a couple pictures of some cave drawings and cave paintings right now. So I'll pull this up, and it should look pretty good considering the fact that we've got better tech going on the television right now as we speak. So come on, computer. You could do it. I trust you. You could do this. What happened? There it is. All right. Here we go. Looks like we can see it pretty well. So here you have... Maybe I, you know, I'll bring this closer here so you can see it a little bit better. So here we have these cave paintings. The individuals, the aliens, I believe, had the larger eyes. They have these lines coming down. Maybe they're energy lines, you know, insinuating that they have the ability to levitate or have some sort of powers. There's more that have these antennae right here. Then they have these bubbles coming up and more antennae coming off of this being as well as more powerful lines coming off. And you can see more and more information there. So these are fascinating, but they're not the only ones. There's more. So let's check it out. Um, if we scroll down, you can see some uh, another another really nice... That one, that's not the one. I think that's the bottom one I was looking at. I wanted to go to the very top. You gotta love you gotta love all of the uh, all the ads, but check this one out. Okay, here we go. So let's take a look at this one. So as you can see, this would appear to be the Native American. This would appear to be the alien with these antennae coming out. This could be the spaceship or it could be the sun. And we've got these different beings here, okay? get these different beings with antennae coming out, large eyes. You got this guy who looks like he's got bullhorns coming out. So it looks like the Native American is interacting with all these different species. I don't know what this is that they're carrying right here, but it, it looks like some sort of device. And then to this arm, it looks like there's another device, or maybe it's some sort of communication between the Native American and the alien. And then you've got these other species over here as well. And I don't know what the Native American is holding here. So it's really interesting. I mean, a lot of these cave drawings, cave paintings, they have so much information, but it's hard to tell exactly what what they were trying to portray during the during this time. Um, so there we have it. Um, I don't want to drag this over all the way. I want to pull up some more information. The ant people may have also lived in ancient Egypt. Um, there was an 18th dynasty pharaoh who ruled from 1351 to 1334 BC and it states that uh, he had almond eyes and and his neck were like the ants uh, this is interesting they say he's shown in some depictions with an elongated skull elongated skull 
and uh, the shape of an ant's head. Almond-shaped eyes. His upper body resembled an ant's thorax, while the lower body mirrors an ant's abdomen. And Akhenaten's body is who we're talking about. Uh, his, t- his body type is specifically compared with the pharaoh ant, which originated in West Africa. It also had an elongated head, a yellow and reddish bo- brown body, with a darker abdomen and a stinger. So, perhaps it's a little bit more than a coincidence that the Egyptian word Sahu means Star of Orions, and the Hopi word for Sahu is Star. Uh, and those are the most important uh, with which the constellation Orion is associated with. Um, it seems that there might be some more connections to Africa and the, the Akhenaten uh, pharaoh uh, and some of ancient Egypt's uh, most powerful leaders to some of these ant people, or Akhenaten as well, uh, in the Hopi uh, time period. Now, these were different time periods, right? I'm assuming these are a bit different, probably by a few thousand years. But um, nonetheless, maybe the ant people had more of an influence than we like to think. Maybe these guys just showed up when we started launching off nukes and things like that um, and got pissed off and we are messing with their universe or their parallel dimension or whatever the case is. But it seems like these guys are much newer in the timeline than the ant people. The ant people seem to have been around for quite some time, burying themselves in deserts, burying themselves not only in the desert of America, but then in the desert of Africa, um, and engaging with certain individuals in those areas, right? We don't hear about the ant people up in the Pacific Northwest of America, where it's rainy and (laughs) dreary and everything else. Um... But these people, you know, were saved by these ant folks. So, what can I say? You know, there's lots, there's lots of um, history with the ant people and the Native Americans. There's lots of history with other species as well. Um, it doesn't seem like we've heard much about, um, like, an interbreeding program or a hybrid program with the Native Americans. That's interesting to me, right? It seems like these guys did do a lot of that, have done a lot of that, continue to do a lot of that. They're, these guys even show the, the human parents their offspring. Um, so there wasn't much of that with the ant people. It seems like the ant people really, their society was blended upon, um, you know, a necess- necessitation or a need to help the Native Americans during their time of need. Maybe the Native Americans, you know, prayed or they, they, uh, you know, asked their ancestors to assist them and, and the ant people heard their telepathic cry, so they came up to assist them. You know, there's, there's all kinds of cohabitation that, that works for one civilization and works for another. And maybe they, they figured out a way to work it out together to, to combine resources. This information continues to be passed down to all of us as we uh, continue to search it out. Um, but the ant people continue to be uh, a topic of conversation, especially with uh, Emery Smith, who stated he's worked on them. Um, Randy Kramer, who stated he's worked, worked with them side by side, uh, battling um, different forces um, like reptilians on Mars. Uh, and and these, these species also seem to continue to pop up in different bases around America, working with the military now in Sandia and Arizona and New Mexico, 
where these beings have always been for thousands of years. So it seems like we're taking advantage of the fact that they've already been there. Now we're, we've moved in. We've tried to, you know, assist probably as best as we can, but we're trying to really grab as much knowledge as they have uh, for our own benefit. So we'll see how it plays out. Will the ant people get pissed off? You know, will we, will we make a bad decision on, on a bad bargain, you know, or a bad business decision with them? Um, you know, it's clear that they've been here for thousands of years and probably have higher technology than we do and could easily wipe us out if they wanted to. So, we'll leave it at that. I guess the question is, how are the ant people helping us today? They've assisted Emory Smith in surgeries. They've assisted Randy Kramer. These are two big whistleblowers that have come out and stated that they've personally worked with them. So, they seem to be peaceful. They seem to be wanting to help. And they helped ancestors thousands of years ago. Don't sound too bad to me. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. I hope you guys have enjoyed the podcast. hope you guys continue to enjoy the podcast. I hope you guys... Stay abreast of all of the information that's coming out now with all these whistleblowers and all these all these government workers that are kind of getting discredited. Don't worry about that. If people are trying to discredit you, you're probably on the right track. So stay positive. Keep that white light around you. If things are going through a tumultuous time right now, just understand that there's there's forces at play right now that are testing us, right? Things are really testing us as a society. We are in one of the, if not the worst depression in U.S. history, one of the worst. Uh, by all all understandings, we are in the worst. Uh, and people have done a lot of financial research on it and found out that we are in the worst one. So there's a lot of stress. Please be kind to your friends. Please be kind to your neighbors. Please be kind to those uh, at work, on the roadways. Everyone's going through a difficult time in some fashion or form or another. Um, And take care of your loved ones. Take care of yourself. Get some exercise. Have some fun. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. And as always, continue to question the universe around you. Hopefully this video scenario is going to work. And we will be able to bring you non-stop videos moving forward as well as being able to listen to audio if you guys are wondering where the videos are they're on spotify so you have to listen to spotify now if you don't have a spotify account that's okay you can still listen to lockdown universe on there it's just it may be that it it requires you to kind of be on this like rotation if you don't have a membership so you can't always pick what you want to listen to you got to pay for the membership that's the way it was when i first started i got a membership to it so anyway guys have a fantastic evening. Listen, love, like, subscribe. Please follow, follow and forward us on to your friends and family members so that we can grow. Thank you guys. Take care of yourselves. Lockdown Universe out.